Hello and welcome to Klotcast. So today's going to be a bit different from the last episode. We're going to do a beginner's guide for this one. So it's how to start your online profile and why your online profile is really important. So Nate from last week is going to tell a bit of a story first. So we have a great bookshop bookstore in my town. The kind of place you picture in your mind when you think of a great independent bookshop. You know, it's perfect for browsing with lots of comfy chairs to relax in. The books are displayed enticingly. There's even a little coffee shop so you can relax with an espresso and a nice good book. Every so often, this bookshop gets your favourite writers to come in for readings. And there's always an event or something of excitement that we can attend. They do everything right and they have plenty of customers. But still, they had to close their, their store last year. And not for the reasons you might think. It wasn't Amazon that killed them. And it wasn't the, all the free content online, or even the economy. Nope, they closed their store because they're leasing their big comfortable building. And when that lease ran out, the landlord tripled the rent. Literally, overnight, the business model quit working. Revenue simply wouldn't exceed costs. And so a decision made by another th party, a party that they had no control over, took their great business and destroyed it and that's precisely what we risk every day when uh, we rely our company on another company whether it's Facebook, eBay, YouTube or even Google and this is called digital sharecropping and what I've just read out is a story um, by Sonia Simone uh, from Copyblogger and in this, in this story Sonia is explaining what this process of digital sharecropping is by using illustration of the this small bookshop um, and I think for me this article it was published in 2015 um, and it really just outlines the danger that a lot of people um, go through when they're relying on third-party websites and I think at the time that Sonia wrote this article um, it was it was quite the done thing um, to just use Facebook. Um, I know lots of companies would just use Facebook for, uh, pages, and they'd forget about using a business with their own domain name. Um, sorry, a business website with their own domain name, purely because of the costs and the technical requirements. And it's that kind of thing where everyone's thinking, well, Facebook has all the audience I need, so surely I can just go to Facebook and not worry about my own website. But as Sonia said in this article. All it takes is for them to triple the rent or in um, Facebook's case what they did was they reduced um, the, the out organic outreach so people now have to pay to reach their same audience on um, Facebook. Is that, so is that the boost post feature? Yeah exactly, the boost post features one way, without that you're, um, you're probably looking at hitting 1-2% to 2 of those people that have liked your page. Although I think it's the people who most interact with your brand that it currently kind of yes. gets that audience in there. Whereas if somebody's previously liked you when you boost that post, it puts it in front of more of your likes, yes. even though they might not have seen you for a long time. Yeah, and then I guess what you've got to hope from that is that you can increase that engagement. So like you say, more people will come and look at you. But it's still it's yeah. very risky, very risky. Well, you're relying on one company and that company can make or break you. Um, whether it's for income, like 
for instance, using Shopify or something like that as well, where yeah. you're using that full chain and Shopify is the only source of income, you're really relying on that party to be there. And if Shopify suddenly shut down, you would really struggle to keep that business alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, bet, and I think the key thing for me is how you can redirect traffic or your audience should a platform go down. So I guess it's Shopify. As long as you've got a domain name, um, then you could redirect a domain name. But granted, it's, it's all the hassle of having to reset up your hosting um trying to find a new e-commerce partner um so it's a pain but i guess the biggest danger with facebook is that facebook controls the domain there's no way for you to redirect the traffic or the audience um if when yeah. facebook decides and audiences move on as well exactly yeah and as we, as we can see especially with all the cambridge analytica stuff and and the trust in facebook is is declining so people are starting to leave so I guess the next question then is, if we're saying don't rely on Facebook, don't rely on Shopify, what should we rely on? The biggest thing for me is owning your own domain name. Once you own it, they, you own that name and nobody else can take that away from you as long as you're not doing anything illicit. And yeah. it, you don't bid on that domain. Once it's yours, it's yours until the time that you don't renew it. So as long as you keep paying for it, it's your domain. Yeah, agreed. For me, it's um, not about. It's not that you shouldn't use Facebook, but it's that your domain should be the the home base that you're driving Facebook, Twitter, any other social platform back to this home base. Yeah, I think owning the domain name is really important, um, and it, it it sells your brand. You've got your brand identity yeah. in that name itself. Um, much more recognisable rather than facebook.com slash whatever you've got whatever.com yeah. it's more natural to go to that website as well, uh, especially if you're searching for something, like a local business like in the case of that bookshop, that business if they were just on Facebook obviously mm-hmm. taking away that, that the story if they were just on Facebook that they've only got the audience on Facebook, whereas if you had the Facebook page and your own website you can kind of pass people through to that website and you've got the added bonus of having that all branded up as you. You're not using Facebook's branding. You're not trying to fit your page yep. inside of Facebook's model. You have the chance Definitely. to make your website your own for your business. Yeah, I think that I think that's that's a good point about the branding. Um, and you know, quite often Facebook, YouTube, all these other platforms will just change their design layout because obviously they're trying to improve their website for their own gains but that means that you might log in one day and, and the whole interface has changed like Twitter uh, Twitter just recently updated theirs and I hate it I find it hard to read um, to read other people's like my, my feed um, I much preferred the wide angle um, certainly on desktop anyway yeah so Naren, you you were uh, one thing that you that you mentioned that's interesting was a uh, YouTube and Ad revenues, which I'd, I'd, I don't really know much about YouTube. So, yeah, I think it's um, YouTuber's income, especially especially this time of year, which at the time of recording is August. It's mainly July, sort of August time. Mm-hmm. Viewerships are down on YouTube, especially viewing lengths of video is down, probably because it's hot in the Northern Hemisphere, maybe. But um, in general, that means that the people who, re- the sorry, the YouTubers who rely on the ad income, um, their revenue is down. So 
that and the people who are just relying on that income are really struggling at the moment, especially because a lot of them are reporting they're actually having more views, but they're not yep. seeing more ad revenue. Oh wow! So and they they the only source of income is YouTube on those ads. If if I guess if they had their own uh, website that they were continually in each video sending people back to that website, um, maybe built an email list um, so they could contact people then that'd give them another yeah. channel to be able to, to make some revenue um, either time. Yeah, so a lot of them do the sponsored, they're not, they don't call them adverts because you can't advertise on YouTube, but people get around that with sponsorships. Right, so like sponsor the video kind of thing. Yes, um, and depending on the YouTuber, that will be obvious or not. But So they'll, they'll have that income, and then some of them have their own websites, have their own affiliate links yeah. to kind of sell the products what are within that video and kind of drive people to those destinations so there, there might be a video topic specifically about um a new book what's coming out yeah what they've read and it's really good and then you'll see that there's an affiliate link to amazon in the footer in the uh, description even. of course yeah that that makes a lot of sense so where do you start with your own website yeah good good point good question um so for me i think Definitely get finding your own domain name. Um, so for that, you need to find a registrar. Uh, I think one that we both use for... We, we, I think we use many different ones, but one we both use is Namecheap. Um, they're quite a good good um, registrar. Um, yeah. And I guess it's, it's deciding what you're going to call yourself, searching on something like Namecheap and finding out, does my name already exist? Can I get the .com? Can I get um, another good, um, good for um, what we call top level domain or TLD, um, and that's basically .com, .co.uk. If you're in the tech space, yeah. maybe a .io. I guess what we can do is we can include in the show notes a link to some good articles about picking domain names. Also, we'll include a link to Namecheap. What do you say about picking domain names? Do you have any particular things you like to go for, or with tactics? Or phrasing. I think for me, length is really important. Yeah. So not having it too long. Don't try and keywords are useful in in a domain name, but it's more useful to have your brand name. Yeah, I think I think so. Something that can be brandable, definitely, because that'll in the long term. Yeah, having a, a keyword in your domain to start with might give you that initial little boost, but long term, having a brandable. Um, key, um, domain names much better. Yeah, and you might you might want to buy two domains and forward one to another, mm. um, especially to begin with to kind of drive traffic. But for me, I think just buying the business name, ideally the .com and .co.uk is the sort of bare minimum. Yeah. But then if there's a particular um, TLD which is really relevant to your business, then maybe look at getting that as well. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a company who do I think there's a dot. Is there a dot shopping TLD now? Yeah, something like that. It's quite. It's, so you, it's quite a lot. You might, if you're an online shop only, you might want dot shopping as well. Mm. For instance, just so that nobody else buys that domain. And I guess like back to the keyword thing, you can always try and combine the keyword with the brandable phrasing. For example, like I've got um, "We'll Build in School," which gets both the keyword in there and brands is a brandable keyword. Uh, Brandable domain name. 
So yeah, definitely focus on getting your own domain. It's not as hard as if you're non-technical, it might seem quite difficult, it might seem alien, but trust me, it's it's not so that difficult to to do. Um, we're going to put some good um, resources in the show notes. Uh, they'll tell you how to go and buy your domain name. It'll also point you to um, what you need to do with what we call a DNS, which is basically just the record of addresses. So when someone comes to your searches for your domain, that record of addresses tells your computer where um, it needs to go on the internet to find your website, or it might be your email address. Um, and it's it's just a lot of fields that you can just fill in, and again, we'll, we'll provide some, some good tutorials um, to, to walk you through hand by hand how to do those things. I think as well, so it's not only about the domain name, but there's hosting. Um, yep. So you can host yourself, but that, I mean, that's more an advanced use case. Definitely. I think the majority of people probably are either going to use maybe WordPress.com, Wix, mm-hmm. Squarespace, something where you can, what helps you build that website up. Yeah. And I guess to me, like, I'm not the biggest fan of all these site builders, but uh, if getting, if building your own websites just seems like such a massive task to you, then I'd say start with, start with one of these builders, uh, start with something like Wix or Squarespace. I know my brother-in-law loves Wix, because um, he's he's not a digital guy, but so, but he can get going with Wix. Um, I would say WordPress.com is useful outside of um, just doing your own website as well. Like I use WordPress.com as discussed last week uh, on the last episode um, for just publishing my audience, um, my articles, purely because WordPress.com has its own audience as well, whereas stuff like Wix and Squarespace don't have. As far as I'm aware, I don't have that internal audience, that um, basically that internal feed of posts. Um, I, yeah, I guess it's the type of business you are as well. Yeah. If you're trying to brand yourself, then maybe WordPress.com is the way to go. Um, if you're, you know, a freelance artist or writer, then it might you might go towards the WordPress.com end where you can write your own blog and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas if you're a company who's trying to sell yourself, then maybe Wix or Squarespace is a better way of yeah. of going. What I would say is if you're using WordPress.com as your only um, home base online, you will need to pay for it in order to have your domain name. Don't just go for um, username.wordpress.com because then you're living in the digital sharecropping. Um, you need to put you need to attach yeah. your own domain name, which WordPress does charge for. So, so Wix and Squarespace have a free trial. Trial, yeah. But I think if you're wanting to actually use it full time with your own domain name, they do charge. Right. I assume they do charge. Um, there is there are a few free solutions out there, um, but they're probably a little bit more technical. Right. Yeah. I think for now those those are a good sort of base. Yep. And also, if uh, you don't use either those platforms. We do have our own hosting. Uh, Kill Labs does its hosting, uh, run by the awesome Aaron himself. Don't you want to talk a little more about that hosting? Yes, so we do more custom hosting solutions. So we try and host products which, so we host a lot of WordPress websites, a lot of um, shopping websites to kind of, they are more specialized. We will install different softwares needed for some more advanced websites. We generally try and um, bring the page speed down a lot which google Mm. does really like but i think that's another episode that's another time yeah but bring that page speed down for all our clients to to 
to get that best experience out there. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what I like about the Kellogg Hosting Nova, say, because I've, I've got a few of my sites that I've hosted myself, but um, the advantage with the Kellogg is that we've got, you've got a little, I believe you've got load balancing in there and um, you've got, it's much more robust than say, like, I've just got a, some of my sites that I'm using DigitalOcean for, it's literally a single VPS, uh, so it's a virtual private server. Um, and it's obviously just managed by me, who I'm not a server expert. So um, it does fine for some of the little sites I've got, but but I'm glad that I run uh, stuff like my Vancano is running with Klock. One one of the big things as well is security. Yes. Um, a lot of these external hosting companies, even some which are with big name providers, the security behind it is not great. Mm. Um, passwords sent in plain text and stuff like that, oh, which no. that might not make sense to you, but um, what that means is basically being able to, if somebody was in the middle of you and that server, like on a public Wi-Fi network, they could very easily see that password and then upload something to your website. That's, you do not want that at all. Yeah, so it, it's managing... Um, that security as well, especially if you don't know what you're doing and you're with on with a VPS and stuff mm. like that. So just so just to quickly wrap up what we've talked about in this episode, remember when you, it comes to your online presence, you need to make sure that you control um, the platform that you're building on. Don't use Facebook. Don't use any of the social platforms. Um, at least don't use them as your only place online. By all means, use them for social platforms uh, and what they're intended, which is be able to connect with the people. They're fantastic for that. Um, but you really need to have your own domain name um, that is on your own website. And you can either use something like um, Wix or Squarespace or WordPress, um, or you can buy your own hosting, which we definitely recommend you buy your own hosting. Um, rather than using other platforms. Anything else you'd like to add, Aaron? Yeah. Um, if you'd like to talk more about this subject, you can join our online community. So it's klockcast.com slash community. Um, you can join that. We're building this community where people can talk about SEO, any problems they're having, any issues. If you want to get your own domain set up and you just don't know how, hopefully that you can go to that site, post on there, and there'll always be someone to help. Yep. And if you're really struggling, I'm sure we can always help you with that. So, yeah, I think that's it. Um, we'll see you next time. See you next time.